Welcome to Worship in the Word. Today we're beginning a series on financial stewardship, and the title is Surviving Perilous Times. Uh, we're going to look at a very difficult portion of Scripture in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 16, where our Lord Jesus is talking about financial stewardship. Uh, let's begin with the word and as we go through, I'll break it down. Chapter 16 uh, of Luke, verse 1. And he said also unto his disciples, There was a rich man which had a steward, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. Okay, the rich man really is alluding to God himself who's the owner of everything. Go ahead. And he called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear this of thee? Have an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest be no longer steward. Then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? For my Lord taketh away from me the stewardship. I cannot dig, to beg I am ashamed. I am resolved what to do, that when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of his Lord's debtors unto him, and said unto the first, How much owest thou unto my Lord? Okay. Uh, the steward, we are the stewards, and it's alluding to us. Uh, that there's an accountability uh, for us of the way that we handle finances. And, of course, the, one of the most dangerous things is uh, having debt, indebtedness. Uh, we see the world today. Um, our United States government is all way, way over their heads in debt. Corporations are over their head in debt. Uh, the government of China uh, has just been revealed that they they're, have huge indebtedness. So uh, there are some debts that is okay for a time, but uh, when you have debt, you're, you're a servant to that debt. So let's see how this plays out. And he said, and hundred measures of oil, and he said unto him, Take thy bill, and sit down quickly, and write fifty. Then said he to another, And how much owest thou? And he said, An hundred measures of wheat. And he said unto him, Take thy bill, and write fourscore. <clears throat> okay. So, for a long time, this confused me, this portion of Scripture. But uh, with the oil, he's reducing the debt in half. So, in a sense, what he's developing here is a, is a minimum standard of uh, our indebtedness uh, uh, related to two things. The oil... Uh, at that time, was a trade item. It was like uh, perhaps a vehicle today or a television or a washing machine or some other appliance. 
Um, and he's saying that we should not have more than 50% indebtedness on that particular item. Okay, and then the one related to wheat, wheat was a real estate item. And uh, he's saying that there should be at least uh, 20% um, uh, equity. When, when uh, uh, he, he wrote the, the debt down to 84 score, which is 80%, so he had 20% equity on land. And it used to be that uh, back in the day, uh, 40, 50 years ago, it was required that people had at least 20% down payment to buy a house. And of course, that, that changed. And then during the year 2006, we had a huge uh, recession. And a lot of those people that borrowed 100%, they were underwater, they couldn't make their payments, uh, and were... Uh, we're in the year 2021, and uh, it looks like in 2022 that we're going to have a repeat of what happened in 2006. And we have a lot of those mortgages, similar type things. Uh, so he, he's setting up standards there. Go ahead. And the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely for the children of the world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Okay. The peep, the bankers, the people the, that uh, develop loans, the car dealers, anybody that's selling you something and you're borrowing, they are wiser. He says the children of the world are wiser than, than the people of faith, the people in the church. Uh, Perhaps you've signed documents, maybe you bought a house and you saw, you signed uh, a two-page document and you didn't even read what it said, you just signed it. Uh, that's not a, uh, a righteous thing to do. You need to understand uh, what you're signing and what it means. Um, uh, go ahead. And I say unto you, make to yourself friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, that when ye fail, they may receive you into the everlasting habitations. Okay, this is a confusing thing. Why would we want to be friends with something that's unrighteous? Well, he's he's saying that a lot of these documents, a lot of these things that are uh, money-related things are unrighteous uh, for the people that are buying them. Um, and... Um, so he's saying, make when you make a friend with somebody, you be you know all about him, you know his good and his bad and his personality. So the Lord is saying here, I want you to understand these these dealings that you're making with money, uh, because this is part of stewardship, knowing uh, the worldly worldly things related to money. Uh, how much interest? Uh, can they raise your interest over time? And uh, can they call the the note due at a certain time? Uh, and a lot of people are thrown into bankruptcy. Uh, the ba banks are unrighteous in dealing with something. Not all banks. I'm just saying that 
that we need to know what we're signing. We need to understand it thoroughly. If we don't, we need to take the papers home and study it out. And 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 uh, this is this is basic wisdom of of how how to operate as a righteous steward. Okay, go ahead. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. Okay. He's calling money the least of things. But he's saying that if you're faithful in handling this least of things, then you're faithful in much. Uh, But read the rest of that sentence. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. Okay. If you don't know what you're doing, you're going around signing documents and you're you're buying things and borrowing money uh, and not knowing what you're doing, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus said, this is an unjust thing, uh, not just for you, but for your family and for all of those that surround you. When, when somebody uh, defaults on a loan or something happens and they lose the house, then the children and the family are impacted and the extended family. So uh, we're not an island. We have to, uh, we have to be, if we're, if we're following God, uh, we have to handle the stuff of this world properly. We're examples. Bible says we're, we're living epistles known and read of all men. Uh, when we don't handle our money properly, uh, uh, especially if we claim to be people of faith, then uh, we become hypocrites. Go ahead. If therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? Okay. He's saying that for us to enter into the kingdom of God, to to really escalate and, and to have the anointing of God and, and, and move in, in, in uh, the realm of the kingdom of God, we first have to get our th- uh, stuff together. We got to get squared away with the money uh, situation. Uh, it, it, either we control it or it controls us. And it is part of a worldly system uh, and... Uh, Satan is the god of this world, the Bible says. So if, if we can't control this, that stuff, um, then we're under the domain of the dark powers. Okay, go ahead. And if ye have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? Okay. the Another man, he's saying here that um, uh, the stuff that we have really belongs to God. Uh, the, the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The cattle and the hills are his. The silver and the gold is his. Everything is his. We're simply stewards. And so he's saying if, if you don't, the stuff that you have really belongs to God. If you're not faithful with it, then... Uh, how is he going to give you something that is really yours and that stuff that's really yours is heavenly treasures? The Bible says that we, through our life, through our efforts, through our labor, we, we lay up heavenly treasures 
in in the kingdom of God. And um, so if we can't take care of the basic things of our life, if we're unmanageable uh, with money, uh, my... I, I came from a family that wasn't in the church, and they were suspect of of preachers and people in the church that that uh, that they were not really good stewards of money. They didn't trust them in their business dealings, and that was a bad witness for God. Somehow, uh, a preacher had bought something and didn't pay for it, and. Uh, uh, and so it left a mark on on, uh, on their witness. Uh, so we have to, uh, if if we want to have the heavenly riches, the precursor is is uh, becoming good at financial stewardship. And that's what this whole study is about. Uh, we're going to go through uh, what God thinks about money, and we're going to study avenues of stewardship, and then we're going to go into wealth building. Now, God considers our innate abilities, the talents that we have, uh, to be the greatest wealth that we have. And uh, those are the things that we can use to help build the kingdom of God, and also we can build a business for ourselves. We can become entrepreneurs. God is, uh, God loves entrepreneurs, especially those that are given over to Him, that have a desire to give to charity uh, and uh, use their gifts and abilities to propagate and do good things in the world. Okay, let's finish this up. No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Okay. We can only serve God and mammon. So we have to um, be careful about how much debt we get into because when we're in debt, uh, whatever level of debt we're in, that level we're serving uh, mammon. We're serving the worldly system. Now, I say when we take our money and we give it to godly purposes, we're taking it from one kingdom and pressing it into another kingdom. Amen. And that's the kingdom of God. Amen. God bless you for being with us. And uh, we're going to continue with this study through the whole book. Oh,